your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Rick Solom is back. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. Or, yay, Rick Solom's back, right? That's the attitude. If, lot, lot going on, but I don't really have a direction of what I want to talk about. I just have little bits and pieces of everything that I want to talk about. So what do you guys want to talk about? Again, 608-785-7914. Me and number three had a pre-show uh, to talk about some stuff. Uh, what were we talking about? The grass czar. So I want to talk about a lawn czar. Does, does lacrosse have a lawn czar? I just, in my coming in, and I haven't looked it up, so they may or may not have it anymore. So I want to talk about the, the weed czar. Remember, we used to make jokes about that. But there is or was one, like the shoveling czar, right? Uh, some other things I, I did. I was on vacation all week, so I got some notes. I just, I had a Google Doc open, and during vacation, I tried not to think about work all week. Most of the week, I didn't. But I would jot down some things. I'm like, this will be funny. This is something, uh, like, uh, what am I talking about? Uh, when I get back. So I did take some notes. I, I took bad notes too. So, um, and then I wanted to talk about a couple of things animal rescue wise that I didn't write down. So I should write that down. Otherwise I will forget because I'm terrible at that. Animal. That was the one of the things that I, it was always in the back of my head, but I always, I kept forgetting to write it down. But um, yeah, so I'm back off a week. Didn't get a lot done. Did go to Cleveland. That's where everyone goes on vacation in the spring, right? Everyone goes to Cleveland. Remember that show uh, with Drew Carey? I think of Cleveland Rocks. I don't remember what that show was called. It just popped in my head. Um, I like that show. I think the 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 weird makeup, the, the the bigger lady with all the makeup, she was from Stevens Point where I went to college. I just remember that uh, from that show, but I can't even think of it. I'm not even going to Google it because I don't, I don't care. <laughs> but see, somebody could text me on what that show was called, with Drew Carey. They were in Cleveland. And that's all I remember, except for the weird makeup lady. But uh, some things. So we road tripped out there to visit uh, some of the girlfriend's family, and and took in uh, took in some some sites, not ones you would expect. But we did go check out the public market in Cleveland. So this is something Lacrosse is trying to do. And uh, if it would if it would come to something that looked like looks like Cleveland's public market, man, it would be awesome. Uh, Cleveland has dedicated. A uh, hundred years ago, dedicated a building to the public market, and uh, it was—it's really tall. It's old. It's—it's it's unique. It's well built, I would say. And, um, and I was like, "Man, this is really tall." It, was, it must have been three stories tall. The ceiling. There was no floors, but the ceiling. I was like, "Why did they build such a extravagant thing to just sell food down here?" And they were like, "Well, back in the day, it was kind of." If they if the ceiling wasn't so high, it would get kind of smelly when the cattle came through, which just gets you thinking. Oh, <laughs> the cattle came through alive, and then they were sold <laughs> later. <laughs> so it just gets you thinking about what uh, what was going on there. It wasn't called the Drew Carey Show. That was it. Oh, that's terrible. That would be like renaming the show the Rick Solom Show. Nobody would listen. Yeah, the lady's name. Uh, thanks, Mike, for that. Mike texted in. The lady's name was Mimi, and uh, a part of the Drew Carey show. And I just remember Mimi. Now I can Google that pretty easy. Um, I just remember her being from Stevens Point, and I remember seeing her not 
on that show and being like, oh, she's actually, you know, not crazy looking. Because <laughs> on that show, she's she's just crazy. Uh, what's her name here? Kathy Kinney. Born 1954, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Say, I was right. They were right. You know, you hear those facts and you just automatically take them as facts. You're like, yeah, that's cool. Then you just kind of never know. Um, that's where I'm at with that one. Number three is calling in. I, you know what? I'm going to, I think we're going to have a, uh, well, I'll get him on here quick. Number three, I think we're going to have more than a three-minute conversation about all the things. But if you want to just hit some highlights before and then call me back in a little bit. Well, I just was, one of my informants just told me that Third uh, Street and La Crosse Street by, across from Burger King has been mowed. Okay. That's one yeah, is they got grass all over the sidewalk and on the curb. It could run into the storm sewers because it's going to rain in a couple of days for a couple of days. So okay, they should have blown the sidewalk off. Now, so now when you're hang in there, you're doing good. When you're informants, are you guys texting, emailing? We don't. I don't believe in texting. I don't know how to text anything whatsoever. Well, how do you guys communicate I a, then? I got a landline. Okay, so you your informants call and leave a message on your vo- on your answering machine. That's correct. Okay, sounds good. All right, uh, yeah, call me back a little bit. We can we can break down some of this uh, this stuff and then the other things we were talking about. Ten four. All right, see ya. Uh, number three. Yeah, we did a little a little show before the show. It was kind of funny uh, talking about that the the informants. So number three often he'll have uh, he'll go and check the parks. Counting people, how many people are in the parks, which I don't recommend because, uh, you know, if an old guy just parking and counting people at a park, especially if they're little children, doesn't look good. (laughs) But uh, speaking of parks, uh, Jared Flick with Parks and Rec should be calling in tomorrow. Uh, That'll be fun. Uh, The Parks Board meeting is Thursday, so we can talk about all the stuff on the Parks Board. We had Flick on Thursday. couple like maybe a month ago and and really broke down just about everything that the parks department was doing and then finally on wednesday ted wilson an entomologist at viterbo so a, a studier of bugs we're going to talk about the if you've heard about the cicadas right the loud bugs that are going to come off the out of the ground after is it like 17 years uh they just hibernate a they're in the ground 17 years and b why do we know that they're coming out and why 17 years uh, but we'll ask him all those questions. I did have some tick questions for him as well, but that that's on Wednesday. Uh, right now, Brad, got to do the news. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Somebody just randomly asked me when large item pickup is, which is fine. I had to make fun of them because if they're texting me, I just assume they're on a smartphone, which means they could just literally google that but meh um but large item pickup started today so if you live in lacrosse city of lacrosse and you have big pieces of garbage throw out uh may 17th right now till may 28th you only get one chance at this so whatever day they come pick it up is the day they come pick it up i'll just read this off the city website uh, one collection day per parcel between the 17th and 28th on your regular recycling day so whatever day you recycle Large items are to be placed at your normal refuse and recycling collection points. Items not placed in those areas will not be collected. Mattresses and box springs will be recycled. Please place them away from the other large items at your collection point. 
and cover them if it's going to rain, which it might. It sounds like it might rain. Uh, let's keep going here. Collection is for residential tax parcels and is limited to five, five items and their counterparts. A table, a chair is considered, a table and chairs is considered one item at each parcel. Items shall not be out more than 12 hours before your collection date. So whatever day your recycling is, you can put it out 12 hours before. And uh, property owner is responsible for removal of the items placed at once the pickup is completed. Items cannot weigh more than 300 pounds. And electronics is the part I was thinking I was going to get to earlier. Electronics and appliances are not allowed to be placed up for collection. So if you got, uh, you know, the, the giant TV, stuff like that, you can't put those out for a large item pickup. Um, all right. Well, thanks for that, Texter, because that's just kind of good information for people in the city to know. And I don't live in the city, so I wouldn't have thought about it. Uh, yeah, Char texted in on your recycling day. So whatever day, if you had recycling day today, your uh, SOL, I guess. Hopefully you put your large items out today. Um, all right, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Uh, just talking about the Drew Carey show in Cleveland. And my nose itches. If anyone's watching on Facebook Live, let me pick my nose. That's what I'm doing, itching my nose. Um, yeah, so I, a couple other things. Because we road tripped out there. We took the, uh, the tollway. So just got the I-pass that was pretty easy but expensive kind of just you know i think it was like 30 or more, or more dollars uh, i didn't actually look at the bill afterwards but you, know, you had to reload the uh, the ipass but yeah 30 dollars to to go through you know essentially illinois indiana and into ohio on the tollway uh it was pretty easy but also just kind of a weird thing to you know as we if i go home for the for the weekend to my parents i don't have to pay ten dollars to get home on top of everything else that I have to pay. I don't know if that's a good or, or bad. I mean, how much money are they making? Uh, but the the amount of infrastructure built around a tollway makes me wonder how long before that money is made up and you know how much how much it had the costs risen over the years just to uh, you know pay pay for the tollway and and have people pay to use the tollway and at what point is it too much cuz Thirty dollars to to travel across uh, a couple of states means you're not paying to fly. Means you're paying to drive, and then uh, you know that's that means probably people that a want a car and don't have the means to rent a car and pay for a flight are driving. So there's just an added cost. It's just another one of those those things that's just a lot costs a lot more for poor people to drive across the state than it does for rich people. Cause they wouldn't even think twice about paying $30 to cross the state. Right. Or 30 or more dollars. I guess it probably, it's probably more. I just, I, I just remember hearing it was about had to reload about 30, $40 on that. And it could be way, I could be way off there. Um, so anyway, there was that, uh, yeah, I mentioned the Cleveland's pu- public market. That was pretty cool. I might even just, uh, share some pictures. Uh, if I talk to Maybe I'll talk to Mayor Mitch Reynolds or, or somebody else about where we're at with public market in La Crosse. Because if it was anything like Cleveland's public market, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, just a lot of, lot, of, lot of meat for sale in, you know, in unique fashion. And then on the flip side, a lot of, you know, there was a whole vegetable room. <laughs> so all your, all your fruits and veggies were in a different area. And then it was like meat and pastries, I guess, if you want to call it that. Whatever... Uh, you know, the the sweet foods were in the same building, which was kind of funny. But 
Yeah, you just walk around with your mouth watering the whole time. And uh, and, the, and it makes you wonder how, how many different meats can come out of a pig. Again, the, the age-old question. Uh, a couple other things uh, traveling across the state. Just, just uh, Okay, so we drove a newer car, brand-new car almost. Uh, it has lane assist. So at, at some point, we're going to have – the cars are going to drive themselves, right? I feel like we're, we're kind of already there. With this car I drove – Kind of already there. So I tested this out. This car had lane assist. It had auto brights. And it had auto windshield wipers, which was kind of annoying. Because, you know, at some point you you want the windshield wipers to go on. But at some points you're like, no, if they go on now, there's not enough water on the windshield to clear away. And I'm kind of in a hairy mess right here where I need to control when my windshield's going to be blurry for the next four or five seconds, right? So that happened at one point. The windshield wipers went on and went, ah, this is this, this not a good time, windshield wipers. But the lane assist in the auto brights was kind of, a, and, and then the uh, cruise control like buffer zone. There was a cruise control buffer zone with with uh, your your car in the car ahead of you. So the, I, I want to talk about this at, at some point. Ron, 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 calling in. Ron, what you got? Well, I was going to tell you, um, you're talking about you've been to Cleveland. I go to Cleveland about uh, oh, every other year. Uh, a good uh, a friend of mine I was in the Army with, he lives in the suburb of Parma. Okay. And uh, I know where that farmer's market is you're talking about. We've been there several times, and uh, we like to get the baked goods. Uh, fantastic homemade pies and breads and things like that. Yeah, definitely but, definitely uh, a unique building, right, Ron? I mean, just something that I don't think we would build in La Crosse, but the idea of a public market would be something really cool if it was – Anything like that that Cleveland has? Oh yeah, yeah that'd really be neat. Um, he was always a big uh, Cleveland. Uh, I think he still is a Cleveland Indian fan. That's why I don't talk to him that much because the Indians <laughs> lost to the Cubs, and I consider that unforgivable in the World Series, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, I hate the damn Cubs. <laughs> okay, well, I, I hate the damn Brewers and Twins too. But at least the Twins are doing something respectable. They're the worst team in baseball. Oh, so you just hate all the baseball teams? I don't understand. What are you? You're a Cleveland fan, then? Is that it? No, lifelong uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals. See, I don't know. We should. So we should Dan probably. Cubs, Brewers, Twins, Red Sox, Royal. I can't stand <laughs> any of those minor league organizations. Okay. Well, it sounds like you should call Grant up and just uh, yell at him on WKTY about the Brewers. Then. Well, I'll do that. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> I don't want to lower myself down to discussing, you know, like team, minor league teams like that, you know. All right. Hey, Ron. I, I just stay on top of the Cardinals and let it go with that. But, no, I think Cleveland's a neat town. I like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, uh, cool. There's a lot of neat, neat things in Cleveland to see. Most people don't think it's uh, that kind of town. They think it's pretty uh, vanilla. But, actually, Cleveland's kind of a nice town. Yeah, it was really cool. Thanks for the call, Ron. Um, yeah, it was It was definitely – I got a lot of looks. Hey, you're going to Cleveland? What? Why would you go? And honestly, the girlfriend's family that we went to meet there, my 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 idea was we could go meet them in Cleveland or we could go someplace cool and meet them there. <laughs> we could go – because we weren't staying that long, a couple of days. Uh, we could go, you know, kind of meet together at someplace else that's not Cleveland. And explore that. But, uh, yeah, when, when it was all said and done, it was kind of cool. But, anyway, back to uh, driving across driving across country, essentially. Well, almost not quite across country, but taking a road trip here with this, the, the, the car that's almost driving itself, right? 
again, lane assist. So the car will tell you the car actually steered itself back into the lane. If you got too far to the right or left, um, auto brights is, you know, that's, that's, you know, pretty, pretty standard stuff. Oh, I don't even know if it's standard, but it was pretty nice just to not even do that. Um, and then the, the interesting one too, is when you're on cruise control, it would keep you from getting too close to the car in front of you, which was really annoying at some points during traffic. Cause right. You're the buffer zone is too big. And then if you're in kind of a traffic jam, people are butting in front of you, uh, zipping up and, and around in, in front of you. And then the, then the buffer zone has to get bigger again. So the car slows you down even more. So it didn't, it wasn't always the, the nicest, but, but driving at night, relatively no traffic in the I'm talking like one in the morning on the way back, I was driving and I just decided I'm going to see how long the car can drive by itself. Uh, I, it took, so I had my hands ready by the wheel, but I just wanted to see. So I'm just kind of like hovering around the wheel and the car, the car kept going. Like it just, there was, there was nothing. You put it on cruise, the lane assist kept it inside the lanes. Um, I didn't really have to butt, butt up, against any semis or anything. I mean, at, at that point it would just, I would take control and get around. Like if I, I had a, a semi truck or something going too slow, but the car just drove itself. And then the car figured out that I wasn't driving at all. Uh, and it would, it would send like a warning, Hey, put your hands on the steering wheel. I don't know if it could, if there was a pressure sensitivity or if it just, it just knows based on how you, you jolt the steering wheel back and forth that you're not touching the steering wheel, but it would send out a little like notification on the screen there. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it said, but you know, please put your, please put your hands on the wheel. We're sick of driving. And I don't know who we are, but it didn't say that. Um, but yeah, so the car would essentially drive itself. So I feel like we're not that far away. Also it was kind of you know, a little bit scary to just have the car drive itself. Um, even while my hands were hovering, the, the back and forth lane assist situation though, Felt a little bit like a ping pong ball. Um, you'd hit the right lane, you hit the left lane. I didn't let it get too out of control. I, I did kind of wonder if you got too far, you know, if you turned too sharp off the right lane or the left lane, if it would really just bounce you back and forth, if it would slow you down, how it would correct you. I didn't experiment that much with it, although that would have probably been the perfect time at one in the morning on a three, four lane highway with no other traffic around that probably would have been the best time for me to do that. But also I'm not a professional, uh, vehicle tester. So, uh, that testing that at all just didn't seem like a, the safest, smartest idea. Um, but, uh, the couple, a couple of other things, um, just pa- just driving down the highway. There's, there's way stations, right? We have one right in, in town here, just out of town. I should say, uh, the way stations are really nice. Isn't that funny? I don't know what's all in those way stations, but they're like the nicest buildings in town. I don't understand that. Like, why do we need these awesome, extravagant? I don't know if they're extravagant, but they're really, they're really kind of nice just to, uh, to weigh semis. Do we really need, I mean, we're spending, uh, we're spending tax money building these way stations that seem like, uh, a little bit pricier than, than I, I would think that we would need to do such things, but I don't know what else is going on in there. Maybe we're doing some other things like I haven't really looked into it, but just looking over there and be like, wow, that building's awesome. What is that? Oh, it's the way station. Good. Maybe it's the sheriff's office too. I don't know. There's always cop cars there, but I don't, I think it's just the way station. Uh, what else goes on in there? Anybody know? Um, and then uh, also in Cleveland, I went to a Mavericks Dallas Mavs Cleveland Cavs game. So I'm an NBA fan. So that was like, Hey, we have to go to this game. Uh, and I will just say Luka Doncic, 
is the one of the top five players in the NBA this season. And uh, he plays for the Mavs, played against the Cavs. The Cavs are terrible. The Mavs are one of the better teams. And Luka Doncic got uh, ejected from the game, which was very disappointing for me. Hey, you're going to go to Cleveland, and you're going to go. One of the things you're, you're excited to see is one of the best players in the NBA, and he's going to play in this game, and the refs are going to decide to eject him for something that was sort of questionable. Well, he got ejected. He got ejected for what looked like he he kind of did a rim shot on uh, an opposing player down in the midsection, you know, below the midsection, you know, the five hole kind of that area, and it looked kind of like that. Maybe he did or didn't do that, and you know, all said and done, it it seemed pretty inconsequential. But he got ejected for that, and uh, if I'm paying money to go see that player, essentially that's all I'm doing, and then he gets ejected. I kind of want my money back. I kind of want my money back. And then one of the other things, too, with going to an NBA game or just anyone who's gone to a sporting event, right, the ridiculous cost of food. And I, I think a, a girlfriend got some Twizzlers, which were over $5, just a little pack of Twizzlers. I think one of those 20-ounce Mountain Dews was $5. Uh, just all that, right? And that's nothing new. But it is kind of just, I think at the Atlanta Falcons have made – they built a new stadium and they made food prices like normal, quote unquote, normal. Uh, so if you go to a game there, you don't pay $8 for a beer. You probably pay, well, Atlanta prices. So maybe you still pay $8 for a beer. But uh, yeah, I mean, when when our state legislature in Wisconsin here over the over the past week while I was gone, apparently they, uh, they did something with the national anthem. Um, I feel like they could do something about food prices instead, but we'll get back. We'll, we'll get to that after this. We've got to get Brad to do the news. Before that, Scott's comment, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. I'm Rick Solom, back after a week off. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Just kind of shooting the breeze today. Uh, easing back in, easing back into the work schedule. Uh, talking about uh, some of the interesting things I, I noted on my trip to Cleveland, including just driving a newer car that basically drives itself, which was nice and not. It was hard to get used to. I, like, I want to drive. And also, like, hey, I don't have to turn my brights on every 10 seconds if I just let this. And I don't have to hit the brakes on cruise when I come up close to a car. And uh, the wipers turned on. Oh, no, I can't see. That, that was kind of the worst one. Uh, the uh, the lane assist is interesting because you kind of bounce back and forth. Uh, it, I, I, I don't quite. I guess if you have lane assist, you have it, right? I feel like it's just going to be something that down the road is going to break. And then you're going to have to pay the dealership or somebody to fix that. But what if your lane assist breaks and then it just it thinks you're always in the lane? <laughs> I could see that being a problem. I, I, I guess you could turn it off. I, I, I don't think you could turn the cruise control buffer zone off. I don't, I'm not sure. I could change the distance between the car in front of me, the buffer zone, the, the literal buffer zone there. Is it literal? Um. I could change that distance. I could make it as short as possible. And the, it, the, the shortest one wasn't all that short, but it was, it was all right. The biggest one was too big. It was, it, I was slowing down for cars way ahead of me. But uh, it would be interesting if, if some of those features broke and then just decided that you were always behind a car because you would never use cruise then. 
And then if it, if it thought you were always on the white line driving down the road, because that would be interesting. You're just fighting the fighting the steering wheel the whole time, and <laughs> just uh, I don't know what you would do. I kind of wonder how those things break. Uh, should maybe call some. I mean, maybe these cars are too new with the lane assist that they haven't broke. But I'm sure somebody's had that dilemma. Uh, we got a call, caller. Who's this? Hey, this is Jake. Right? Hey, hey, Jake, what you got for me? Hey, man, I want to talk to you about the self-driving lane assist craziness. Yeah, you experience that? <laughs> oh, man, I went for a road trip this weekend. Uh, I live in Tremplo, and we went down to Nebraska for some family stuff. And I drove my wife's new car on the way back. And I did not touch the steering wheel literally from Des Moines to Albert Lee. <laughs> Just to see if the lane assist worked that good. Okay, how long is that? Like, how is that? How how far is that? About a couple hours? Two, two hours. Okay, two, two hours. hours. I did not touch the steering wheel. Same same thing you did. Just like hands there, ready to go. But man, I, I would say it's an interesting feature. But when the cruise control is on, you can't turn that off. And that's that's one thing that irritated me. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have to go through the dilemma if the buffer zone with the cruise control in the car ahead of me, and then if you're in traffic, if another car zips in in front of you, the buffer zone then becomes, uh, you know, immediately it needs to rebuff, you know, re recalibrate. I didn't have did yeah, you, did you have to de- did you have to futz with that at all? Because that seems like it could be dangerous. Your car will really slow down right away because it's too close to a car ahead of you. It, it does. It feels like you slammed on the brakes. Yeah. And that, that is the thing that I didn't like, just like you. You know, the, the lane assist is nice, but the, the slamming on the brakes to recalibrate, that, that, was, that was very inconvenient, and it was not fun. Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't work so well when the car behind you does not have automatic uh, uh, lane assist or <laughs> no, the buffer zone, because then you're slamming on the brakes, and they're on their cell phone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It makes you want to throw. Yeah, Uh, two hours though, Jake. I went like two minutes. I didn't go two hours. I before I touched before the car told me touch the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. I I I had rented a car in in Hawaii one time, and I I tried it out like that too. It was like a Cadillac Escalade, and it worked just fine. And I thought I'd figure it out with my wife's car to see exactly how accurate that it would be, and it was surprisingly on point. You know, because it's not really a straight stretch, but it it kept me between the lanes and yeah. did all the stuff it was supposed to do. It just irritated me with the, the braking and the hardcore acceleration because after it slams on the brakes, then it slams on the gas to get you back up to speed. And I, yeah, I was not a fan of that at all. Yeah, that's uh, that that too. Like, my girlfriend yelled at me because I didn't get as good a gas mileage as she got. I think I got like eight miles worse a gallon. And probably because I was probably because because the uh, the the cruise control would slam on the gas to get you back up to speed because I was doing like eighty. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you're driving somewhere anywhere through the north, you got to go ten miles over. That's just that's just common practice. Yeah, I heard uh, seven. You're great. Or seven. You're great. And nine or eight. You're great. Nine. You're mine. I think that's what uh, a, a cop told me once. So okay. just, but right. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that was the the one goofy thing with uh, another of the goofy things. Like, right, the the car is driving itself, Rick. You're finding stuff to complain about. I mean, yeah, 
We're gonna because we're gonna tweak. If we're gonna tweak it, we can keep tweaking it. The idea that once once your your car slows you down from eighty to to seventy because it gets too close to a semi ahead of you, and then you get into the next lane, then it automatically wants to get you back to eighty miles an hour as fast as humanly possible or carly possible, and uh, it just guns it. Like, how about this car? You ease back on, into eighty. We don't have to go. We don't have to go eighty immediately. Uh, number three is calling back. Number three, go ahead. Where did you get this fancy car with all the toys on it? Yeah, I just happened to 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 uh, rent a car that had uh, you know some to- some of these nice features. Oh, you rented one. I thought maybe your girlfriend bought a new car. Well, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to put all these miles on my car. I'll tell you that much. I got. I only got so many miles till I hit the warranty. <laughs> That'd be something to try between Hulk and Houston. That new car. Yeah, the the the, the auto driving wouldn't work very good in in town. Uh, not it wouldn't work great. I don't oh. think. All right. I hear you got a guy coming from the parts department tomorrow. Yep, Jared Park should be coming on. Yep, Jared Flick. Yeah. Well, here's a question in case I can't call. Okay. Um, I went by the. Uh, Baseball diamonds down there at Carroll Park down by Isla Plume, you know? Yeah. You know where that is? The oh, baseball yeah. diamonds? Yeah, I think they just built well, some of those, were... right? What's that? I think they just built some more softball diamonds over there. They got some real nice baseball diamonds down there. Anyway, I went by there the other night at 7 o'clock at night, and they had the lights on at 7 o'clock, and the sun don't set until 8.20. Mm-hmm. Now, I... I understand we're supposed to be saving on electricity down City Hall, putting in new light systems. It's kind of foolish to have lights on an hour and a half before it gets dark. I don't, I, I, were they playing ball out there? Yeah, they were playing ball. You'd probably have to ask the guys trying to catch uh, catch the ball if they needed the lights on at that time or not. Well, I asked a couple of my friends that used to play ball, and they said they wouldn't need the lights on as long as it wasn't dark outside. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll ask him. I'll ask him tomorrow. But we got to recalibrate the auto lights. Right, and I'll check on the tennis court because they just got those lights up the other day. Okay. That looks like Candlestick Park down there. Oh, yeah, all right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, uh, Libertarian Guy is calling. Libertarian Guy, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey there, Rick. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. Hey, I thought it'd be fun to weigh in on something non-political like uh, your your driving experience with uh, with the rented vehicle. Um, I'm not so sure that all this technology with regard to driving cars is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give a couple of examples. I, I think that it causes people to be much more passive um, with regard to driving and um, the example of, of that is, I, and I don't know if this is technology or not, but when I'm driving back and forth, um, when I commute, I see a lot of people driving through really, really thick fog with no lights. And my theory is that people aren't used to turning on their lights because they, they have it set to auto. Yeah, I would and, say, um, I would say at least and, once. And that's a, a problem. I would say at least once a day, I'm, I'm doing the. Either yeah. I'm on the side of the road walking, doing the, the two-handed flash, you know, people are like, why are, is that guy double waving at me? I'm like, no, your lights are off, yeah. you idiot. <laughs> I hear you there. Yeah, so I, so, so I think that's dangerous. I had an opportunity to drive my father-in-law's truck one time, and he has all the fancy bells and whistles. And he was in the car because we were doing a long trip. And he's like, oh, put it on so that, uh, so that the lights will, will go to bright and then go to dim. 
um, you know, when you're driving because the, the vehicle can sense it. Yeah. And I hated that because I, you know, there'd be an oncoming car and the lights would stay on bright and stand bright. And I'm good at as soon as I see those oncoming car lights, I dim them. And, and so he kept insisting that I leave it on automatic and, and I didn't like it. I kept taking that off so that I could, I could control it. The other thing I would add is that when you're that complacent, when you're driving, that kind of frees you up to start messing around with other things like talk and text or, you know, looking at your phone or whatever. And, and talk that's and text. Just, I'm a, just I'm a text. licensed pilot. And <laughs> even with auto, with, with autopilots, you still got to land and take off the airplane. And so I worry with all this technology and some of the accidents that you hear about with these self-driving cars that I, I think you, driving is an active task and, and people need to get back to that. Yeah, it might It might be, I don't know if this is the greatest analogy, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is that the analogy? But, uh, but when you have all these automatic features, part of that is because we are inattentively driving more so. So they, they help, they're kind of a safeguard for those people that are texting and driving. But on the flip side, sure. they allow you to also text and drive a little bit easier because the car is going to tell you when you're getting off the side of the road, as opposed to those rivets on the side of the road that I hit all the time while I'm texting and driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We agree. Yeah, I hear you. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks, Rick. All right. We're going to take one more quick break and wrap up after this. All right. Welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Just a couple minutes left here. Day one back from vacation. Took a vacation like three or three weeks ago too. It's kind of funny. This would be nice, like if uh, if we did this as a society. Two weeks on, a week off. I guess we'd probably have to work the weekends though, right? We just have to do do a. If we did a fourteen day on, four seven day off, would would that be better or worse? Not sure. Uh, I I know I'm gonna have Fire Chief Ken Gilliam in here next week sometime, and they do kind of a, a schedule like that, but they're on twenty four hours a day. Uh, but it wasn't the it wasn't the worst schedule as a fireman. It was a little offsetting because you wouldn't you wouldn't always have say Monday off. And selfishly, I'm thinking like if I played volleyball or something, if I had like a darts league or something at night on Monday. If you're a fireman, I don't think they're letting you leave for an hour during your shift to go drink and play darts or just play darts. I guess you wouldn't want to. I mean, do can you can you play darts without drinking? I don't know. Uh, thanks everyone for calling and texting, uh, just about my little road trip, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the most interesting part of the experience was driving an automatic car, essentially. And we're, I feel like we're not too far away from the cars just driving themselves, which seems, I don't know the, the dilemma there at some point down the road, if the cars are going to drive themselves, are the cars going to drive the speed limit, <laughs> right? Cause we almost want to go seven over five over a couple over at least. And, uh, oh man, we're for anyone taking a road trip that's got to go across the country at the speed limit and not five over, that's going to be, you know, an hour, a couple hours, like it's going to put on your road trip, half hour even, uh, depending on how far you're driving, right? Um, think about uh, the, the, the public market. Just Google, Google Cleveland's public market and just check out, check out that building. I could share some pics too down the road here. I'll, I'll let you know when I share them. Uh, they're just buried in my phone amongst other picks. And I never got into the uh, the, the Wisconsin State Legislature um, debating and did they pass? I didn't get into this. I just heard it. Uh, did they pass a requirement that stadiums and, and arenas 
that use public funding would be required to sing the national anthem before whatever, I don't know, before sporting events or any events or uh, it just, it, it was kind of funny to me to hear that because a, we do that already. I don't think anyone, uh, we, I don't know. Do we, do we need to do that now, but why would it be a requirement? Why would we waste time debating that in the legislature when there's so much more pressing issues? I uh, thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I mean, and then I was going to get to it. I never get, did get to it. The legislature could fight to, you know, make food prices in those stadiums normal instead of $8 beers and whatnot. But anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Jared Flicks, Parks and Rec, tomorrow.